Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Heyo! Hello, friends. Happy Wednesday. And happy International Working Women's Day to you. From two working broads. We have got a great show for you today. First, we're chatting with Stephanie Kimmel, co-founder of Tulip and a Canamama. I hate that term, by the way. Can we make up a different one? Weed woman? How about like a lady toker? Recently on a TikTok, I heard old people call it going to the weed store. We got to go to the dope store. What about like a dope mama? Yeah, I love that. Then we were talking about women-dominated careers and the pay gap that just will not lighten up. It's always there. And as always, we have our hashtag swag bag. But up next, take it away, small child. The pitch and the shit. I am a rhinoplasty influencer, officially. It's what I've wanted my whole entire life. How so? I've had three different individuals reach out to me who listen to this show, who are in the tri-state area, who have asked me who my nose doctor was when I got my nose job. That's amazing. I am sliving for this. As Paris Helton says, you are so committed to trying to make sliving work. The Gretchen Wieners of sliving. I don't even think it's that good, but it sticks. It just sticks. It sounds so weird to me. It just makes me think of a snake for some reason. So Dr. David Folk is my doctor in Montclair. He practices medicine in New Jersey and New York. Did a great job. You can barely see I got it done. And that's what I wanted. It's been a year, officially. Happy anniversary to my nose. Happy anniversary to your schnoz. So that's my tits. My shits are my plays over. And I'm having all the feelings. That's your shits? Yeah, I'm sad. I thought it would be your tits. I'm surprised. I mean, it's also my tits. But then I got another email about my nose doctor and I was like, okay, I'm officially an influencer now. That became my tits because I'm all about me, bitches. I don't know that I have shits. My tits are, I went upstate for the week. Sebastian had the week off from school. We went upstate. We had a great time. I love a color me mine. I do too. Maybe that's what we should do for my birthday. Good luck finding one. They're very difficult to find. When I was a teenager, there was one in Hoboken and my mom and I would go all the time and we would paint serving wear that she still has in our house. Ours was called the Clayground. Oh, I like that name. By my parents, I guess all those kids had off the last week too. So there's a place called the Studio of Art and Craft, I think. They do other classes too. So Sebastian and I did a pottery throwing class. We had a ghost moment. Listen, you guys want to make it something pervy? That's on you. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I love my kid. You were even wearing the overalls. Of course I was wearing overalls. I wasn't going to get paint and clay on nice clothes. Oh my love. We did that and then we went and had a nice lunch at our haunted restaurant. And then we went back and he did, you know, like where you pour the paint on the canvas and it kind of looks like the galaxy or whatever. I sat outside and did the Color Me Mine stuff and I just had a great time. It was really lovely. It was nice spending time with my parents. I got a lot of time with my dad. He works so much with the store and running a business. I was able to get work done. It was just a good time. Charlotteville General Store and Coffee, guys. Don't forget them. Charlottevillegeneralstore.com if you want to buy that delicious, delicious coffee. Soon he'll be doing decaf. That's it. That's all I got. Wow, look at you thriving. You might even say you're sliving. I am sliving. I'm (laughs) sliving. All right, next up, guys, Stephanie Kimmel. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Today's guest is a Canamama and co-founder of Tulip, which offers gorgeous storage solutions for your cannabis stash with a long history of being a chief product and merchandising officer for different companies. Welcome, Stephanie Kimmel. Hi. Thanks for having me. Happy International Working Woman's Day to you. Let's start off by you telling us all about Tulip. We really think of ourselves as a modern storage brand, rethinking the way that we're interacting with herbs. So we've created a series of products that are delightfully discreet, odor-free, and for those that prefer, beautiful enough to put on display. We describe ourselves as the new way to store your stash. I like the soft but industrial kind of feel to it. I wish my jewelry box looked like this. It can be a jewelry box. It depends what kind of jewels you're talking about. Give us your origin story. Credit goes to my father-in-law. He's a 72-year-old Woodstock attendee who did not spend his career in cannabis, but is a cannabis enthusiast. He was really looking for a better way to store his goods. From a preservation perspective, he was using mason jars, and those are actually great from an airtight perspective. However, you really don't want UV rays. It dries out your flower. Also, it doesn't really fit in a purse easily. I've tried. And kids seeing it. It really got me thinking, and my husband too, this is very much a family affair, that as the rise of the cannabis industry and these beautiful dispensaries opening in legal states, there was really a mismatched experience when you would go into these dispensaries, feel great about loading up on your product and bringing it home and storing it in plastic baggies, shoebox, or some more creative makeshift ways. I had an Elmo lunchbox I was keeping. <laughs> Not great for kids. We felt like there was a real hole in the market and we got to work. What has been your users' favorite aspects of the tulip box? I would say the number one feature, and there are many when you start to get into the box and see just how it works and functions. It's hard to pick just one. The locking mechanism, I think, allows especially parents who consume cannabis to feel really secure about their stash and little hands or teenage hands getting inside. The jars and tubes are also secure, so they open much like a medicine bottle. But sexier. Much. The box works for whatever form you consume cannabis in. So we have slots for pen cartridges, jars for flour and edible, and then tubes for rolls. And then there's a hidden compartment for those who really like their stuff organized to put all of the loose things like papers, a grinder, and it's airtight as well and odor controlling. So a bowl fits nicely in there. It elevates the routine and it makes it a ritual. It does. I have it on display in my beautiful closet slash office. And then the bags, both the weekender and the afternoon bag are so odor proof. If it's open, just this little bag 
bit. It leaks out. If you close it all the way, you're not smelling anything out of this bag. Our third co-founder and first employee, Celia, is a wonderfully talented product developer. And she really got down to the details of making these perfection. They really are. Weed has become a popular stress reliever and something that more and more women and moms are turning to to deal with anxiety, PMS periods, and general motherhood. My therapist actually told me to get my medical license to deal with my postpartum and some of my anxiety instead of depending on prescription medications. A recent Harris poll found that over the pandemic of parents who already had tried marijuana, 52% increased their consumption compared to 33% of child-free adults. And over half, 57% of parents who have ever consumed cannabis reported that their use of marijuana replaced or reduced their alcohol consumption. It's legal in a number of states, but it is so stigmatized, especially for mothers. I use it for stress relief and mostly anxiety relief. And I've found that it has really, really helped. My alternative wasn't necessarily alcohol, which I know that some people have made the switch, but really more like anti-anxiety medications. I would much prefer to use a plant rather than a prescription drug with anxiety. I don't use my Xannies anymore. I'll tell you that much. It really has helped. And it's honestly so empowering to know that I can use something more natural to help and that I'm getting the help that I need. The health and wellness and beauty industry, I think, have really helped destigmatize using CBD products. Now I see so many different lines offering a CBD this, that, or the other. Totally. Do you think that now that beautiful products exist like Tulip, that's helping in the destigmatization of cannabis? That's the hope. That is literally one of the foundations of our brand. Even starting with the name Tulip, it is a type of joint roll, actually, if you really want to get technical. Oh, really? I didn't know that. It's the flower of Amsterdam. A tulip is something beautiful that you want to put on display. We specifically made the exterior of our box look reminiscent of barware. And the hope is that people will leave it on display and put it out in their homes, just like you would put alcohol bottles out or beautiful decanters. We can't have this conversation without addressing that there's obviously a social justice issue. Many BIPOC folks have and still are incarcerated for this. And it's now legal in many states. How are you positioning your business to keep and balance some of these injustices? When we launched our business, we found it really important to be a part of that mission. So the goal is to amplify organizations fighting to end fundamental injustices that still exist today. The first one that we're partnering with is the Last Prisoners Project. So it's a nonprofit organization dedicated to criminal justice reform. There remains this fundamental injustice inflicted upon those who have suffered criminal convictions. The way that we're amplifying that organization is through financial contributions, but even more so is using our platform to educate our customers and followers about how this still exists. You know, outside of the social injustice conversation that we've had, I was surprised to hear the other day, someone that I know shared on Instagram a post about Tulip, just supporting our business and a meme or two about it being five o'clock and time to partake in her ritual, which was a nod to cannabis and not wine. And the 
private school that her kids go to and that she volunteers at asked her to step down from her role in representing the school. She just was so blown away. She's in a legal state. The school had a gala a few weeks prior that had a bourbon bar and often moms are posting about wine o'clock and all of these things. She just really couldn't believe that that's where we are today. Like I said, outside of the social injustices and she being able to freely use, this is still going on. It is stigmatized. This is something that we're going to have to continue to fight for, especially as moms and women. We ask all of our parents this, what is the number one thing that you think every parent should outsource if they have the means to do so? I like to be involved in every area of my kids' life. I, like most women and mothers, want to be able to do it all, but really know that we can't sometimes and that's okay. So as far as outsourcing, say yes to help whenever you can get it. Please plug yourself, plug all the things. If you're looking to upgrade your storage solution, shoptulip.com is where to find us. We're sharing a discount code with your followers. That's so lovely. Thank you. Momtourage10. Pick Tulip, our Instagram and TikTok channel. So please follow us. We love to have a two-way dialogue with our followers and spark really interesting conversations. So join us there to participate. Our products are for design heads and deadheads alike. Thank you very much for everything. Everyone go check out shoptulip.com. Again, code MOMTRAGE10 will get you 10% off. MOMTRAGE does not encourage illegal activity and would like to remind that marijuana usage continues to be an offense under federal law, regardless of state marijuana laws. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical or mental health condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it. We're not experts. We are professional talkers. That's what we are. We've done this show for a while now, and it feels like longer, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that we had the other show before this. Also, I've realized I have lost all sense of what happened in 2021 because I was home the whole time. I don't remember anything, and we started this right before the pandemic started. I literally have no concept of time when it comes to momtrage. It's like when people say, oh, having a baby, it's the longest, shortest time. This was worse, and I don't mean that in a disparaging way about the podcast. Obviously, I love it. We've had international Women's Day. For a long time, we've been like, what's the segment we're going to do? Working women, what are we going to do? And every time we're like, oh, she's a momtrepreneur. How many times have we had that? We were so excited to have a momtrepreneur of a different variety with Stephanie. That was so exciting to get a more modern twist to it. Also, I want to give all you momtrepreneurs a piece of advice. Uh Uh-oh. No, truly. Okay. This is from somebody who gets all of our pitches, handles booking our show. That is me. And I just want to put this out into the world. When it comes to momtourage. Don't pitch yourself as a momtrepreneur, please. Find a different spin to it. The She Pivots podcast, it's probably perfect for them. Any podcast that's about women also working and being moms, great. I just want you to know you're not going to stand out with that pitch. Honestly, you know what pitch would be good if you shat yourself at a public event with your child? For us, yes. We'll have you on. Right. Something about like, you're failing, but you're doing it fabulously. You're failing and you don't care. That would also be a good one. Anything that is a different spin. And I would suggest this for anything you're pitching. Just stop with the entrepreneur because let me tell you, every mom out there is pitching themselves that way. Maybe this is a new segment. Professional advice with Ashley. Oh my God. 
God, I would love that. Please. I want to see you all succeed. I want to see myself fucking succeed also, okay? Do not pitch yourself as a entrepreneur. That's my angry rant. Who's the guy who rants all the time? Louis Black? Yeah. That was my Louis Black moment. Continue on with our segment. Okay, so I was just curious what careers now in 2023 are the ones that are most dominated by women. And that took me down a weird rabbit hole here. So this is a twofold little segment. One is the careers that are female dominated. Then the pay gap between men in those same careers, how much money they make and the women who are dominating that career, how much they make. And then a little thing on how you can get women to stay in the workplace in this day and age. All right, let's hear it. Here we go. Careers that are female dominated. Dental hygienist. That seems a little old in times. I don't think I've ever seen a male dental hygienist. And I don't want a man anywhere inside my mouth. I haven't all your dentists been male? No, I've had both. 93.1, the percentage. That's women in the dental hygiene career. Wow. Now the pay gap is women make $5,512 less than men. Crazy. This was fascinating to me. This is fascinating. Because you know what? I'm not into numbers. So I usually, when I read that, I just blur it out of my mind. It's just like, gook. <laughs> this was like, ooh, numbers are interesting. Ooh. Okay. Speech language pathologist. Again, all the speech language pathologists I know are women. Oh, I forgot to put the percentage in there. It's in the 90 something percentage. Momtourage, where we have the numbers to back it up. The pay gap is $4,544 less than men. Spoiler alert, men always make more than women. This is just making me think back to the time I had an argument with somebody married into a family who said that if women want to make as much as men, they should work as hard. Was it Kim Kardashian? We were talking about Britney Spears and then it turned into the pay gap and he said, if women want to make as much money as men, they should work as hard. Because Britney Spears' dad is really working really hard stealing her money. I just looked at everyone at the room. I was like, everyone's just going to let him say this shit? Nutritionists. Now, I have known some male nutritionists. 84.2% of nutritionists are women. It's so hard for me to talk about numbers. And listen to this, $10,278 less they make than men. It's getting worse, guys. Getting worse. Social services manager. 79.4% of them are women. And the pay gap, not so bad here. 1730 Oh, yeah, that's doable. We're getting into more doable numbers. Optician. 77.8% are women. Pay gap is $3,808. Chronic disease epidemiologist. They're in hot commodity right now. Yeah. 75.4% are women. The pay gap, 1526 I mean, getting better, but still, why even have one? Yeah. Healthcare administrator, 75% are women, and the pay gap is $1,464. Human resource manager, one of my least favorite people to see ever. Just usually when you go to one of them, you're like, ugh, what am I have to do now? 70.3% are women, $4,864 as a pay gap. Now, here we go. Ready? Urologist. I have a dumb question. Ready for it? Is it only for penises? Yes. No, it's anybody that has a bladder. And anybody who has a urethra. Right. Okay, got it. Okay, 69.5% are women. But listen to this pay gap. 42000 $455. That's a whole salary for people. That's embarrassing. For a doctor. That one hurt me. Down with the patriarchy. Wow. The next thing is how can companies create an environment to retain women workers? Because during the pandemic, we lost a lot of female workers for so many reasons. We've talked about it before. Kids not in schools, childcare issues. The woman was the one that tended to be the one that had to leave the workforce to take care of all that. I know that wasn't the case for everybody, but we are a mom podcast, so shut up. McKinsey has found that companies with more than 30% female executives tended to outperform companies with 
10% to 30% of leaders. And those companies outperform companies with few to no women executives. So one, it's good business to hire a woman. Women leaders are more likely than their senior male counterparts to take public stands on gender, racial equality at work, and are more likely to mentor and sponsor other women, particularly women of color, and more committed to advocating for employee-friendly policies and programs that can help attract and retain other women for the long haul. I'm almost offended they even felt the need to put this in there because this is a big old duh. You know what I mean? It's because I think men think that women are catty to other women. That's why I think they put it in there. When really this is saying sort of shine theory that women are trying to help each other break the glass ceiling. Huh, okay. That's why they put it in there. Because like, oh, women are catty. They hate each other. We can never have a woman president because she's going to be on her period. Any woman that's going to be president will be in menopause. Unless it's AOC sometime soon. Although the stress could bring her into early. I don't want that for you, AOC. Although salary continues to be the main driver that pushes workers out the door, for workers who plan to stay with their current employer, salaries are only sixth in the list of factors keeping them in their current positions. More important factors for the workers are feeling happy and stable in their current position and being satisfied with their work-life balance. Now that's a 2023 number, and I think that that changed over the pandemic. I think during the pandemic, people realized that they didn't need to be at their jobs to be at their jobs, and they realized the work-life balance was more important. So here are some things that can help you retain female workers. And I'm just going to say like maybe all workers, because this should be for everybody. Mm -hmm. Provide flexible work arrangements. Flexibility at work is key for women who are often balancing caregiving responsibilities, childcare obligations, and other commitments outside of work. So just offering a wider range of options on flexible scheduling, permanent remote work, or part-time remote, or whatever it is, it makes a big difference in 2023 in retaining women. Promote work-life balance. In addition to providing flexible work options, employers should encourage workers to prioritize their well-being and work-life balance. Women tend to be burned out way more than men. No shit, because then we're also come home and we're at work, basically. The report says that one in three women have considered downshifting their career or leaving the workforce just this year, compared with one in four that was before the pandemic. And additionally, four in 10 women, which is almost half, guys, that's math for you. Four in 10 women have considered leaving their company or switching jobs altogether. I've had a reality show concept that I've been trying to pitch for quite some time. Carrie knows we've been trying to pitch it together now. It's essentially about moms who work in the capacity that Carrie and I do. The numbers for putting together that pitch deck, a little shy of 2 million women had left the workforce because of the pandemic at that point. And I think it's gotten worse. That's a big statement. I know. Invest in reskilling and professional development. So it's no secret that women are often underrepresented in leadership positions, which can be a major barrier in advancement for women across all industries. So when women don't see adequate opportunity for upward mobility and growth, more often than not, they'll look somewhere else rather than try to grow and move up in the company or position that they have. Makes sense. Why should women have to settle with a lack of upward trajectory when men don't? The other thing that was not mentioned in this, but they sort of danced around it, is that because of lack of trajectory and growth, And because of maybe gaps in employment due to having a child or issues with childcare, women aren't really able to stay at one job or one place for as long as, say, men are. The cards are stacked against us in a lot of different ways. You have to also consider the penalties that women face for having children. For a long time, people would just assume that women were planning on having children and not give them certain positions because of it. And if you mentioned your child in your interview, you could not get the job. Maternity leave. 
leave or lack thereof, breast pumping, sexual harassment, the Me Too movement, that hasn't helped. We can't really speak to that for all industries. We can just say for Hollywood. Right. Sometimes women take off a couple of years until their kids are old enough to start school. And there's this huge gap on their resume that is, in a lot of instances, held against women. So, you know, there's a lot of penalties for just existing as a woman. It's true. It's true. Hashtag swag bag. This week, our hashtag swag bag is Stephanie's brand tulip. I was watching TikTok pre-Christmas, and I saw some video about the box that Carrie is holding. going to open it up in a second, and all my weed's going to fall out. It's called the tulip set. What did you get? The seven piece with the one little joint holder? Yeah. So I saw that on TikTok, and I sent it to Matt and said, like, I want this for Christmas. He got me the box. He got me the smaller version of this blue bag, which is called the afternoon set. And now I have the the weekender set. So I literally have the entire tulip collection and I am very, very happy about it. The box is not only beautiful, it locks, it's smell proof. It has great little containers. I hadn't opened it since I stocked it with weed and then I just opened it. I was like, whoa, it really is smell proof. And let me tell you about these blue bags. These are the most smell proof bags I've ever experienced in my life. I have the smaller version. That's what I had been using up until I got this one. If you open the zipper, you will smell weed. I swear to God, this little difference, you won't smell anything. I don't know how they do it. It is just such a great product. For so long, we've had to have ugly accessories. Everything has been tie-dye and Jerry Garcia. Or just black. I want something that reflects my style. And I'm just so glad that these really, really functional products also reflect our style. You can get 10% off of your tulip purchase at shoptulip.com with code MOMTRASH10. Bye! Bye! Happy working lady day! Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe or follow. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at hello at momtouragepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, all at Momtourage Podcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is a Cafe Mom podcast written and produced by Ashley Herring-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at Mama Drama Band or mamadramaband.com. 